Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So welcome back to the Rich Shields podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer Guy. And also, we have a guest today, Mia Baker. Welcome to the Rick Shields podcast. Right, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> we are going to come on to Mia very shortly. And also, we've shot a really cool video today, which yes. you wouldn't have seen yet. And I quite like sometimes releasing the podcast before the video goes live. Get the juices flowing. Yes. Yes. Sell it so it sounds like it's going to be really good. And then... Out of 10, what do you think it's going to be? Uh, the ending is right up there. Yeah. Beginning to middle, not the best. Just Yeah. Seven, moving into a nine, strong 10. It's like it's a soup starter. It's a, a burger for Maine, but it's, no, it's like, and then the dessert is, what would the dessert be? It's like a, a mega chocolate sundae yes. with like all Keep the talking. bells and whistles. Yeah, I'm sold. And then even at the bottom, a little bit of caramel. Just when you thought it was over, it keeps giving. So guys, oh, wow. that's the video to look forward to with myself as a golf professional and Mia as a beginner golfer. And we'll, we'll come on to that, which is an amazing story. Um, mm. Can't wait to find out more. Um, this is going to be a, a regular updated podcast. Uh, this is actually filmed on the Friday before the Tuesday, so we're mega early. And yesterday, it was Guy's birthday, so it was. Well, this is weird. Future so related birthday. It was a birthday yesterday. When you listen to this on the Tuesday, it's now Friday, and I'm saying it was birthday yesterday. Either way, you very kindly gave me a card earlier on and a gift. I've not opened. Um, we opened the there was two opened gifts. One of them. There was one that's a high value gift. I'm expecting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was one that was a, a a medium value gift, but it's a really good one. So it's like a shoebox size full of chocolate bars. I've got one here. It's a twirl. Nice. So um, we're still looking for podcast sponsors. If Cadbury's want to get in touch, no free plugs before. Yeah, I might so have much. that. Might be the emergency twirl I'll have later on. <laughs> Do you know what episode we're on today? We are on forty one. Yes. Uh, quick update. On the charts, I know everyone's interested. Number still number one in the UK, number two in the USA. So if USA can get to number one, that'd be great. We're 14th in sport in on Amazon. Um, it, the list goes on, but we don't want to bore you. I think what we should start to get into straight away, guy. You've got some quick fire questions for our guest today, haven't you? I have. Now they're easy questions. There's nine of them. I was trying to do a number that associated with golf. So I thought eight teams too many. Nine's like nice little nine, right? Suits a beginner. <laughs> exactly. There's and no it's half around the golf. There's no right or wrong answer to any of these, but I am personally to judge you on some of them. So there's no pressure. And you I, answer. And I think everyone listening is going to judge you just sure. a little okay, bit. Because this, this is your wait. your first introduction to the to the listeners. You, they might already follow you on Instagram, but um, they might not know any of this. You've never talked about it on your stories, potentially. Yeah. So, guys, not, ready? Don't get too excited. They're not great. But <laughs> question one, nine holes or the driving range? 
driving range. Oh, controversial. I know. Number two, Netflix or YouTube? Uh, YouTube. Is that a real answer? answer. I probably wouldn't do either, to be honest. I'm not very good at watching TV. Well, that's why YouTube YouTube videos are good. Short TV. Rick, yeah. you've got a short attention span, haven't you, Rick? You like four-minute videos, so that's where YouTube's good yeah, for you. Yeah, four twenty-one. Yeah, as I mean, uh, I like TikTok. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm done. Otherwise, like if it gets to the amount of series I've started and never finished is so oh, annoying for me on Netflix. If the first episode's not absolutely amazing, I'm out. Other than Breaking Bad, I watched that and that was a bit slow. Anyway, Sp- Spotify or Apple Music. Spotify. Oh, controversial. Um, but you got an Apple iPhone, haven't you? I know, but Spotify is just the one. Wow. Okay. Um, no offence, all listeners that listen on Spotify. And also Spotify, you want to sponsor the podcast. We're not well, we'll we'll go Spotify exclusive at the drop of the hat. Um, Tiger or Jack Nicholas? Tiger. Yeah, I'm with you. Driving or putting? Putting. Oh, no. Oh, I want to say driving. Yes. Iron head covers, yes or no? No is the right answer, right? 100%. <laughs> That's the correct answer. First app you open in the morning? Is... Instagram. I think that's pretty standard, isn't it? And final question. Favourite golf brand? Favourite golf brand for what purpose? For just anything. So you can do an apparel or you can do a clubs or balls. Just the one brand that so far in your early golfing career you felt drawn to for any reason. This is really hard because I spend most of my time complaining about golf brands. Um, Adidas and Nike, I can't. I know it's controversial to say both, but I'm going to say both. So take that as a Nike then. <laughs> yeah, it, has, it kind of has to be Nike on this uh, podcast. That was nice. Very nice. A little introduction there. Um, like I said, I do want to definitely dive more into your story, but most of the... What, what's really interesting for me is that you kind of came from nowhere about six or seven months ago, certainly on Instagram, and it was like, wow, a new golfer, you're in your mid-twenties... <laughs> female you know actually storying and making a making a bit of a i don't know a bit of noise about your first steps into golf i thought wow this is amazing i've had i've never seen this yeah. really before um i think you do a great job on instagram if you want to follow mia baker what, what's your it's actual at, at mia ella x there you go. because that's my name and someone had took it so i had to put an x on the end okay so your actual <laughs> name is mia ella yeah so your middle name well it it's one? my middle yeah. name but mia is also very common these days should we start from the beginning? What got you into it? And I know you might have thought you've told this story a few times already, but listeners will want to hear it. What got you into golf and what got you into kind of documenting your, your progress? Yeah, I'd say it is a very, it's actually quite an interesting story. Even I'm surprised sometimes. <laughs> um, but basically, my ex-boyfriend's dad was really, really into golf. And he was super kind and actually took me out on a golf course which I was only driving the buggy, um, but I just thought it was so beautiful. And he then invited me to go and play on the range. I was like, yeah, sure, I'd definitely hit some balls, hit some balls, and then thought, hmm, maybe I could, you know, play this a bit more seriously. Mm -hmm. So for my birthday last September, um, I was bought some golf clubs. And that kind of meant, you know, Mia, come on, you need to start playing. So went to try and find some golf shoes because you've got to have the gear. Otherwise, what, what are you meant to wear on the course? Yeah. Obviously. Um, and we went and looked at in pro shops and couldn't find any, or there was only one pair for women, um, or they sold nothing. So we went to the UK's biggest golf retailer, which would make total sense. Um, flagship course. store, London. 
um, two stories. And again, they sold nothing for women. And were you expecting there to be, obviously, in that store, a lot of shoes because it's a big store, big retailer? Or were we surprised and you went in, there was nothing? Well, I was expecting there to be at least a couple of pairs, yeah. you know. And there was nothing. I was offered um, some pink tees as my only option. And that was is it. Is that actually serious? Someone yeah. offered you pink tees? Well, I said, oh, is there anything for me? Like, oh, we've got some pink tees. So <laughs> I was like, goodness. And I was thinking, you know, I can't be the only person who has gone into this store and been turned away. You know, you're losing customers here. So I ended up getting in touch with the CEO. And we met, we had a couple of meetings. Wow. Yeah. And this was before my Instagram had even started. So this was November time last year. Um, and I basically spoke to the CEO, said, you know, there's a number of things we can do. I looked on their Instagram. They didn't have many women on there featured. They just didn't really target women at all. And there are so many of us out there who do want to have a go. And yeah, we're starting later in our career. You know, we weren't starting when we were five and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's exciting and it's fun to start and learn and do something new. And, you know, by the time I'm 40, I'm going to be so grateful for my current self for having started when I was like Great. 26. And, and maybe a lot of people around the UK, maybe even the world are going to be grateful that you actually, you know, maybe have taken some steps into putting ladies clothing into retailers, etc. And was it just, sorry, did you say it was just shoes you went in for as well? I just went in for shoes. Did they sell ladies apparel? Or not? No, nothing. No, nothing for women. See, that's crazy because obviously I've worked in golf shops before, and I know Guy has. I've certainly when I worked at uh, Mia, really established golf course, uh, we used to have a lady golf professional at work f- with us, and also um, a, a retailer who was a woman as well. And they used to really be pride themselves on the women women's stock. And sometimes it didn't suit everyone, granted, but it, it was a big section in the shop. Like maybe you know it's hard to quantify how much, but like a quarter of the shop was ladies' gear, and it did sell really well. And I know where I've been to. Obviously, <laughs> I don't look for the ladies' clothing, not anymore. But I think that's the <laughs> point, though. You know, where you're talking about, there's a woman there, and they pride themselves yeah. in it. If there's no women there, correct. Well, I was almost going to yeah. come on to that. It was like I understand. I never did any of the ordering for the women's clothing, and if those two women weren't working in the shop, who would have done? I, I, I don't want. I don't really know. Um, but it surprises me that a, a big retail store didn't have options. Um, it's interesting that you, you managed to reach to the CEO and get an answer. And Yeah, which and, is pretty awesome to be yeah. fair. And do you feel that there's been steps now put in place to, to you know, prevent that? Is, is, the, is the new lady sections popping up into these stores or is it still lacking or would you still change anything? I'd just be interested to hear that. Yeah, no, to be fair, they were very receptive and that's what I'm really appreciative of. It's not just, oh, this girl's coming and complaining. She actually wants to help her. She wants to, you know, kind of make a stamp and say, you know, come on, if you're a woman, let's have a go join in. Um, so, you know, there's more pictures on their Instagram feed now featuring women. Featuring you? Yeah, we saw you in a golf shop yes, the other day, didn't we? I was on it. Well, what, what was funny, on, on Tuesday, we'd been down to Trafford Centre. This might give you an idea of the retail store I think, it's, I think it's, it's fair play to said retail, though, because they've obviously they've worked with you yeah. to try and... and, and yeah, because you're not sure. It's American golf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, I didn't want to say I didn't want to come across as no, it, dubbing them in. No, I don't think it is. I think the fact that you've spoke with the CEO, to be fair to American golf, is massive kudos to them. I think if you'd have got no response, that'd have been worse. At least you got a response. And yeah. They're based around here, aren't they? The yeah, yeah, they are. Warranted. And their team work really hard to try and get as much women's stuff in. Like their new Malden store now has like a whole women's section 
um, still trying to get shoes in there, but they're it, doing a good job. It's really strange because I went to a, when, in my old job, I used to go to like to golf shops across Europe, and there's a golf um, retailer in Germany called Golf House, who are like the equivalent of American golf, large retail units. And I remember once going to a store, and there was like a footwear wall, and you like have like meat along like slabs or whatever with the shoes and can yeah, come yeah, off yeah. the men's footwear wall was like three meters along so it was like one meter of let's say nike adidas and somebody else the women's one was exactly the same so it was literally 50 percent men's 50 percent women which at the time and, and it's obviously a good thing i was like well that's that's not like the uk because in the uk yeah. it's probably five in, in a good shop it's five meters of men one or half a meter of women's so is it i wonder if it's an issue of it are is there less golfers and female golfers in the UK or are they expected to shop online or what? What? why is this do you think? It's weird isn't it? Well I went out to Japan for the Rugby World Cup actually um, and that's when I was completely kind of bewildered with how much golf there is out there for women. It's not even men's golf and women's golf, it's just golf and that's what I think we need to bring back to mm. the UK. I think we're just very traditional in our ways. You know you look at America, you look at the Nordics, you look at Europe, more women are starting to play. Um, we're just so traditional. People still have preconceptions, misconceptions, all of that. And it's about changing the stereotype, which is what I want to try and do. It's great. Killing it. I think we've said this before, I think, Rick, even yesterday, weirdly, obviously off the podcast. But golf is getting cooler. And also, actually, if if you Mm. listen to this podcast... Well, it's trying. If you listen to the podcast um, on audio, this actually is hopefully a filmed podcast as well. So you'll be able to watch this on YouTube, on the second channel, on the Rick Shields Golf Show, and probably on Facebook as well, um, just just so you know. But also as well, though, like, you are like, quite a cool person, if you get me. It's not like you are, and this is, I said it in, hopefully in a good way, you're not necessarily a stereotypical golfer. That isn't... That is changing. I think golf is becoming cooler. It's appealing to younger people. Like you obviously live in London, you said earlier on, like fairly central London. You aren't necessarily what someone would expect a new golfer to be. And I think we are seeing it more with celebrities on Instagram playing golf. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Niall Horan's done a lot for the game. And maybe that's, I'm not saying that inspired yourself, but that's inspiring more younger girls, hopefully, to get into golf. And we we should see more traction with the industry alliance with more youthful audience 100% I I think you are seeing more golf on Instagram even if you didn't follow golf you know like Anthony Joshua Niall Horan David Beckham all these guys Moses Gamers in America as well I don't really know but they're all playing golf you know maybe uh, you might be able to help me I can't think of many celebrity women that are uh, kind of pioneering it too much at the moment that might change yeah I think it will change Um, obviously there are celebrity women that do play golf it's just it'd be nice to get that little inside as well because you know, how do girls in their 20s mm. start playing golf? Like, that's hard. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's sometimes a hard enough challenge for men to play in the 20s, but mm. I feel like at least men have got maybe some mates or some friends who have, you know, come come down, come down to the driving range. Mm. And that's sometimes hard for you. Obviously, your ex-boyfriend's dad kind of got you into it, but it's like, how do you go with a bunch of girlfriends to the driving range? And, you know, it's, it's quite hard, I guess. And even the fact that the shop had no shoes in it is a barrier. You go, exactly. and if you'd have got, like obviously you've got some cool Nike shoes on today, like the Air Max ones, which is like a trainer. If you went in and that store had every colour wear, you'd be like, All right, I quite like golf, this is quite cool. The fact they had nothing in, and it's quite um surprising that you didn't just go, Oh, I tell you what, it's not for me this golf. Like Well how many how many women have done that potentially, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the things I think women are quite self conscious. They like to feel good before they do anything. Anyway, it's a confidence thing. If you are wearing something that you think looks cool, you won't be like, oh, you know, do you want to go to the range? Oh, I've got nothing to wear, sorry, I can't go. And that is what a lot of people say. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, you know, it's about inviting people. 
because I would never have played golf if someone had invited me. And it's probably the only sport that you do need to be invited to, to play. You know, it's the only sport I said earlier, you know, that brings all sports together. There's so many sporty women out there. They probably play netball if they're Mm -hmm. in the UK and just haven't because they've got a job now. They don't have the time, but they could go to the range, but they need someone to kind of hold out the hand and take them with them. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that we really try to, you know, work on a little bit on the social media is to make content that makes golf look fun, make golf yeah. look entertaining. So, you know, people might go, you know what, golf's not as stuffy as I thought it was because it's, it's really mm. not like, uh, hopefully everyone listens to this podcast, we don't have to convince those people that it's not, but it's like I say, it's getting it out to a wider audience. And um, it'd be interesting to know, have you had any messages off young girls or, or anyone in particular that said, I've started playing golf because I've started following you on your, your social media? I've actually had quite a lot. I actually saved them on my phone. Oh, so I nice. have an album which has really nice messages from people just to remind me why I'm doing what Brilliant. I'm doing. Amazing. I've had it from boyfriends saying, oh, I've introduced my girlfriend to golf. Um, they've even asked me, what shoes have you got? Because they're going out to buy it on behalf wow. of their girlfriends, which is really awesome. Um, lots of beginners saying, oh, I'm too nervous to go and speak to someone. Um, I've seen all these elite lady pros playing, um, what shall I do? And I just say, just go and ask, you know. At the end of the day, they probably are happy to help. They're probably welcome you into the game. But it's that bit of confidence, you know. That, 100%. You um, need someone to, that reassurance to say, no, it's yeah. okay to do that. I think the fact that you are a beginner as well helps because obviously you from what I, a couple of hours I've spent with you already, you seem like someone that wants to improve and that wants to work hard and that has lessons and your swing is really good, so you are going to improve. Really good. Um, but the fact that you are new, I think, makes it more relatable. Because if mm. you were already really good and a boyfriend showed his girlfriend your page, they yeah. might watch and go, oh, yeah, but she's like a pro. But because you are new to it still, that makes it more inspiring. So essentially what I'm saying is don't get too good. <laughs> yeah, but I've also only just started. So in the small space of time that I've get, been able to get to where I am, it just shows that anyone can do that. You know, really, yeah. if you want to, you can. And I think also, which is what I find quite interesting, is I'm really trying to target the not yet golfers. So basically me a year ago who loved sport, stopped playing sport for whatever reason, but would love to find another sport to do. And I think in London, it's absolutely filled with young professionals just like me, um, big cities everywhere. You know, typically people will move out when they're a bit older we already kind of get those with the golfers. It's the ones in the city. How can we get them playing? What access do they have? Do they have driving ranges? Do they have these indoor sims? You know, what courses are there, you know, on the outskirts that they can get to? I think that's really important to help bringing people in. It's class. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see how it goes the next year, three years, five years. And, sure. you know, who knows? Uh, you know, you'll have an army of little Mias following you around <laughs> and, you know, being inspired. And hopefully it is. I want to dive into a little bit more about the actual golf. All righty. What have you found the hardest so far about that, playing golf? It's just so random. I feel <laughs> like it's just so random playing on I almost grass. don't think that ever changes. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. I certainly look playing at myself on, and I'm like, how did you do that? That's almost impressive how bad that was. <laughs> I, the, 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 we were talking about it before, like, the golf course is always different. Your ball's going to always finish in a different location. The wind's going to be different. Like there's dead windy out there today. It's going to be raining. It's going to be a slope, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Every time you go out and play a golf course, it feels different. Yeah. The challenge then you'll have as well, just as you as quite a new golfer, is that your swing will vary mm-hmm. slightly all the time. You know, even, even good players, like my swing varies too often, if I'm honest with you. Guys nodding yeah. uh, agree- in agreement. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but that, that I think that's one of the biggest, you know, 
advantages of golf that mm. no, you can't master it you can't ever you can't ever get perfect at it and you keep kind of driving towards it so the random the random aspect of it is you find the most difficult at the moment yeah i also think you know if you start to understand that being bad is good it changes your perspective i think i told you as well i watched seve the movie mm-hmm. And when my ball ends up in the most random of places, I just think, I don't think, oh, this is the worst shot. I think, okay, this is my chance to do something really creative like Seve. I can think like Seve. How am I going to get under this tree? How am I going to, you know, do these really interesting shots, which, you know, could happen again. But once you start practicing them, it actually makes you a better golf because you're thinking differently. All standout shots have come after a bad shot. So if you look at even all the best players on the tour. Tiger's chip in at Augusta. That was a missed green. It was a terrible miss left. He hold arguably the most famous chip shot ever. Like a lot of amazing mm. golf shots are always coming after what has been perceived as a terrible yeah, golf that's shot. True. Because See, there they're you out. Go. So, so like that is a great opportunity to like excel. And like I say, the best players in the world do excel at those opportunities. Um, what part of game, What part of golf? You know, if you could actually categorize and break it down: driving, mm. irons, pitching, putting, whatever. Which of those bits have you found the, the hardest and which also have you found the easiest to, to kind of get good at? I initially thought my driving was going to be the hardest and I think it was because the club just didn't really suit me. Um, so I always avoided it. Actually, I now have new clubs that I love. You've them. got good clubs. You've got I, very good clubs. The advantage of being on Instagram, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they, Brands are chucking clubs at her. <laughs> but their class is men's clubs. So they're regular effects with, I don't know, they're called men's heads, so I don't know what they're called. Well, they typically the have the same the head. Same. The head weight might differ depending on what shaft you're going. But you hit that drive on holes 16 today, and the speed, I don't know, obviously we didn't have GC quite a lot, the, the ball speed on that was, was motoring, wasn't it? Cause it went a long way. Tonked it. That was easy. That was comfortably over 200 yards. Yeah. I your feel like I've got so much more power inside me, though. You, yeah, you're I a like lot putting. more. Your putting is really your putting. I know we didn't see that many shots. The grand scheme of things, but your long range putting and your mm. short putting, you, you hold a good few yeah. good three footers, which you, you didn't easily be missed. You didn't miss hit a putt. No, yeah, you, you, you hit your putt well. It was just the gauge of speed and slope, which will come yeah. in time. Um, a couple of dodgy shots, yeah, expectedly, <laughs> but then a couple of really nice shots. So um, I'm excited for people to see the video. Definitely, I think people will be. Uh, will be you don't swing it like a beginner golfer and that's because you've had a lot of coaching right yep although i'll beat all coaching is through my phone yeah you have online coaching yes right? exactly so, how, come, how come you went for that option so funnily enough i started training over lockdown <laughs> which doesn't really give you much choice so i started it in no no in march sorry um my coach is based out in malaysia and i use um skillist app which so, most people have heard about, I think, now. Yeah, Skillist is an app where you can download, you can you can pick a pro. There's loads of pros around the world. They all charge different rates depending on how busy they are with their expertise. You can then pick a coach, tailor to you. You send them your swing. They'll analyze it, yeah. send it you back. Um, you know, it costs, but it's a way of being able to get professional help while you are in lockdown or you can't get to a driving range or you can't get to a pro in person. Uh, do you think you'll continue that now, even though you can go and see a pro in real life? I don't know. I think I need to find someone I really bond with. And I always say this to beginners. It doesn't matter if you feel like you don't connect with the first pro you play with. And do you know what it is? It's on Skillis. What's good is I could try five pros and then I could pick one. 
I don't feel like an obligation to stick with one. Mm. Whereas I think if you were to go to the range, you had a pro, it almost feels like you couldn't try another pro. You almost couldn't go to that driving range again. Exactly. And, and, and use another pro. I, I saw it when I was at, at Trafford, there was like five or six pros. If one of my clients went and saw someone else. Yeah. I'd be like, that what was major doing? beef. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I would think they had poached my client yeah. as opposed to that client having a free choice, believe it or not, yeah. to go and see someone else, mm. which I didn't, you know, but didn't, I, didn't happen to me very often, I luckily. just believe that, you know, you will get on better with a separate coach. If you say both of you had a duty um, that didn't work for either of you and you switched them and actually they were much better, why would you not want to have someone mm. who connects and you can actually make them improve and help them and support them? Like, I just don't think you have to stick to the first pro that you play with. It's good to try a few and see what works best if it's going to work on both sides. There you go. Expert advice. <laughs> We're going to come a bit more into your game, etc. Mm-hmm. But on the podcast, we have, what would you call them, like, sections? Features. Features. We have some features. Well, I said this to you before, offer, Mia. We have some features that are renowned now, aren't they, Rick? World famous. World famous oh, yeah. features. <laughs> Probably the best one is Nightmare Golf Shot, NGS, as the um, hardcore fans call it. As the, as the OGs know it as. We've got a good NGS today. We've also got a good listener of the week. We've got a really good story about bargain golf clubs. So a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, we did a topic about clubs that you have sold and really regretted selling mm. or clubs that you've bought for a bargain that you can't believe you've bought. Got possibly the best one ever of those. And then also last week, yeah, last week, we started a new feature called Dear Rick. We felt like Rick wasn't getting a fair time. So the new feature, Dear Rick, is where somebody can anonymously uh, write in and get some advice. And I've got an absolute stonker. And he's, he's had to stay anonymous. We are going to start with the Dear Rick. Oh, and he switched that. I thought it was going to be Nightmare Golf Story. Ah, and he's titled it Cheat. Now, an- another thing we had on the podcast recently, me, was a cheating topic. So this is a Dear Rick. We're going to give Rick, obviously, his chance to give her his expert opinion i don't like cheats no (laughs) i'd like you to almost be a voice of a beginner and maybe more what's the word i'm looking for maybe more sympathetic with the person in question we'll do do a dear mia section because rick's gonna be like hard i know he will be so i'll be bad cop you can be good cop it says cheat dear rick and guys straight away rick is tick the box for the dear rick because he's put you first great where do i start I'd like to remain anonymous because I have a feeling that some of our members listen to your podcast week in, week out like myself. Make sure the phone's not getting on the camera here. Yeah, hopefully not. (laughs) I'm a member of a good club in Merseyside, which is where I live. So Uh I, although it's not said, I will know this golf club. I think I have an idea of the guy's name, actually, anyway. Um, And I've been playing for many years. Before social distancing rules and the club booking system, 14 to 20 of us would rock up each Sunday and Saturday, sorry, each Saturday and Sunday, put our balls in a hat, and away we go with different people each week. We have a guy who plays in our group. He's the one who organises the away days, the golf holidays, etc. He loves to be involved in everything. You know the type of man about, he says. So it's that guy. He's probably a, a banter man. He's the loud, <laughs> he's the loud guy. The banter He organises everything. What he do likes, you call him? The Bantasaurus Rex? The Bantasaurus Rex. <laughs> Um, he likes a pint afterwards. Of I'm adding all this on. It might not even drink. It might be teetotal for all I, think I know. you're just talking about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, drive, he'll drive a BM. Yeah, you, you know him. Each week, there was a different member of his group will approach me and tell me stories of how he went in the rough and found it. Or I had a four there when it was clearly a seven. The list goes on. We play for a tenner. Winner takes all. So the stakes are decent for a sat- Saturday. Oh, sorry. We play for a tenner each and winner takes all. That's so like 140, 160 quid. The stakes quid. are decent for a Saturday and Sunday roll-up. 
and more than likely he always takes the cash. Whoa. Because he founded the group uh, we play in and he organized the away days, people in the group are petrified to pull him up, pull him up on his cheating ways. When he plays away from our group, such as major comps at the club, he always shoots horrendous scores, 20 to 30 over his 12 handicap. How do you, Rick, suggest we approach this as a group? We obviously don't want to hurt his feelings because he's a top fella and a heart of gold, but clearly taking our pants down week after week. I personally haven't seen him in action with his cheating, but the majority of the players have. Thanks, Anonymous. Okay. That's a good one. I don't have many other options bar sit him down and call him out. I just think, I know as, as much as he's a nice fella and he set up the group and everything else, I think cheats like that, if they're not called out, is one of the most dangerous things you can do. Quick caveat, we know somebody personally. I know. That is a, a BSer. Yeah, tells a lot of lies. But we've never once pulled them up on it because it's weird and it's hard to explain. We're not going to get into that too deep. But yeah, we do that, know that, that is a weird one. That, yeah. I, I feel think like that, oh, if it was me... I would walk with him to the shots that you think he's done badly and play social golf. Stand over him. Well, it, yeah. you know, just go and do a bit of social golf. You know, just chat with him and then, oh, look, can't find it. i tell you what would be a good one to catch him out. One of the lads take one for the team, pretend they're injured mm-hmm. that week, mm. but say, you know what, though, I fancy a walk. Ah, and yeah. and just try and walk with this guy, just yeah. like you know, I'll you know, I'll walk with you. I'll caddy for you. I'll caddy for you. Yeah, with I'll your go. dodgy leg. Or <laughs> <laughs> just make it an injury that that like you can't like. I've got a bit of a dodgy elbow. Yeah, like, you maybe can't still carry it back. I don't want to win again. I always win. I'm sick of winning. I'll walk around this week. Just whatever excuse it has to be. I'm a bit hungover. I'll just caddy for you today. Yeah. I'm a bit skinny. I don't want to put my tenner in and lose to you again. You cheating bastard. Bar- <laughs> um. And then, and then walk around with him and see what he does. And then if you don't catch him the first week, another lad takes one for the team and goes next week. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard. I, I understand because you've just carried out that point really nicely. And it's dead easy for me to sit here and go, just call him out because it's wrong and everything else. But I do understand when it's so integrated into a group. Mm, yeah. Like it's really, really hard. So, and again, I'm going to be very careful how I, I pussyfoot around this. But we know somebody who's a very lovely bloke who would do anything for you who is very um, personable. I feel like we need to... Charismatic. Ring into a podcast and say... Yeah. <laughs> but this, 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 Ask advice. This said person tells the most ludicrous lies you've ever heard. Honestly. And it's like a weird relationship where you know he's lying. He obviously knows that you know he's lying. But you can't pull him up on it. It's bizarre. It's, it's, it's honestly weird. crazy. Because even if you pull him up on it, he'll throw a different lie in really to get weird. out of it. It's dead weird. Um, yeah, I think I think that's probably a nice way of doing it. Try and catch him out. Um, oh, I don't... Yeah, I, I think just you've like just got to see it happening. Otherwise, it's, it's your word against... <laughs> Tenor, it imagine that. 14 blokes for tenner, 140 quid every month. That's his mortgage paid from cheating. <laughs> I might start this myself, actually. <laughs> Mia's from London. She's going mortgage. Yeah, I yeah. was thinking that sounds amazing. Yeah. Where are you living? <laughs> Up north. That's where we're living. Um, yeah, it's it tricky. Like I said, I don't know. I'd love. Could that person please follow up with an email of what you did to catch him? Yes, and and I want video evidence. I'm going to post it on my YouTube channel. Perfect. That's the exact <laughs> kind of dear Rick we're looking for, isn't it? it is. That was Short a nice sweet. eight out of ten. If you want to feature on dear Rick, what should they do? Rich. I was going to call you Richard. Sorry, <laughs> I cut myself. I cut myself. I got it too carried away. Richard, what should they do? They need to email yeah. podcast at rickshield.com. Correct. 
and title it with Dear Rick. Perfect. And come up with a really awesome, you can stay anonymous if you wish, you can be public. Uh, your request will be honoured if you want to stay anonymous. If you email this week, I'm on holidays, a good chance I won't read them yet, but next week we'll read loads. Yep. Um, but also, I'm not going to read this one out because there's a reason why. I've been getting clickbaited recently, mate, on emails. So people have started to realise if they put really strong titles of the email, mm-hmm. it'll catch my eye and I'll read them. Somebody did one before saying Nike are state started making clubs again, which oh, I know isn't true. That's very good. That. So, well, <laughs> I know purposely I didn't read it. Um, so we if want. Did, we if want. You did cl- email that. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> we want. We want clickbait. But also as well, this is what it was. He put Nike to start making golf clubs again. And then in the opening line underneath, it said, hope my clickbait title got the attention that was intended. Wow. So you don't want to clickbait early on. No. Leave the clickbait like... As um, the clickbait kings, you don't ever admit to clickbait. Maybe at the end of the email, go, how made you read all that? That was clickbait, but that wasn't the best. So, um, yeah, that was all. Are we... D- another feature? Or do you want to quite, quite like Nightmare Golf Story. You've kind of teed oh, it up. right. Okay, well. So... Nightmare Golf Story is a feature, again, where people can email in the Nightmare Golf Shots. or It started off as shots, didn't it? Yeah. it started off, well, it started off it started as first, first tees. Like, we've had a nightmare first mm. tee. You've shanked it. There's been an audience, whatever. Then it developed, and some of them, I'm starting to wonder, are they actually made up? But this one this week is phenomenal. I love these Whoa. types of things. They're okay. fantastic. Sorry, I keep touching your phone. I, know, I keep moving. It's, I'm gonna <laughs> move. it's so weird. Um, it's called NGS, which is Nightmare <laughs> Golf Shots. Trees blood and broken clubs so straight away he's got you i'm in right he's got the best name ever i just want to check he's not left himself anonymous he's not his name is nolan brunner brunner b-r-u-n-n-e-r nice and he's from you made you said that in like a northern brunner. accent then. i know you guys <laughs> are rubbing up on me brunner he's um <laughs> he's from arizona that was like midland that was like <laughs> brunner, peaky blinders um he's from arizona so he's obviously across the pond and it goes like this. Hi, Guy and Rick. This, this is what I loved instantly. He said, this podcast should be released on the Tuesday, the September the 29th, which is my birthday. I'm turning 14. If you could read this out, it would mean a lot. So he's only a young lad. He's a young lad. He's 14. Well, he's 13 as we speak. I couldn't imagine a 13-year-old Noel. <laughs> Listening to your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, but... Hey, listen. Obviously <laughs> old names are cool again now, aren't they? Are. They your are. Betty's, your Edith's, your... Well, my kids' names are all old-fashioned. Yeah. Either way. Sorry, um, no, that wasn't to be, to be a dig. No, it was not. So he's written it for a four, well, 13-year-old. It's very well written. So he says, quite a long one, but bear with me. It's worth it. Me and a couple of friends are out playing golf when a single guy behind us, um, I'll refer to him as Mystery Man, asked if he could play with us. We agreed. The first hole we played with him, um, he made a smooth quintuple. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is that the right word? Quintuple. Quint- five quintuple. Quintuple yeah. bogey. Mm-hmm. He walked off the next tee extremely mad. He almost stormed off. By the time me and my two friends got to the tee box, Mystery Man had already hit two balls out of bounds and then snapped his driver in half, <laughs> thrown it into the water hazard that runs along the hole. Oh, my God. But I think you can picture that, can't you? Just, you and your mate are just putting out. Next thing, he got shot off the tee, out of bounds, out of bounds, snap driver, okay? After me and my friends hit our shots, Mystery Man, I like how he keeps calling Mystery I Man I do like well. Mystery Man. Mystery Man took a drop in the middle of the fairway and promptly shanked it right behind a tree. He then had to punch it out to the fairway, but the ball had other ideas and went behind another tree. <laughs> the ball had, like, the, like it's the ball's yeah, fault. Not great. He then decided to screw, screw everything and go for glory and the green. He took a wild swing and made nice contact, but the ball was bent out of destru- destruction and followed by Mystery Man's curse words, hopped into a wart hazard to join the broken driver. <laughs> Mystery Man had lost his mind now, so much so that he snapped his seven iron around the tree and then threw it down to the ground in disgust. But... On its speedy way to the ground, the sharp, broken shaft caught Mystery Man's bur leg and quite a large stream of blood started running down his leg. He then grabbed his broken iron, hopped in his cart and drove off the golf course. Me and my friends often bring this interesting roundup with laughter and always a couple of cringes. This is not a made-up story. It legitimately happened a few months ago. Keep up the great work and I hope to see you on Tuesday. My name is Nolan. I live in Arizona. Oh, Nolan's a bit different. That's quite cool. Oh, did I say Noel before? No, you, you I didn't, said Nolan. You, you said Nolan. No. Yeah, sorry. But then you said Noel. Yeah. So it's Nolan, which is quite cool. Yeah, it's a really cool name. Nolan is in, in Arizona, in America, which is quite cool. He's got a cool name. He's now, he's 13, turning 14. Plays off a three handicap. Oh, my goodness. And he's going to get A star in English. Yeah. Yeah, that was got a, a lot going for himself, story. hasn't he? That was really well written. Yeah, it was. Well read out as well, but well Very written. Well written. <laughs> I you. mean, you brought it to life. I feel, I feel like that was made up, but I know he said it's not. That's, yeah. If he hadn't said it's made, if he said it's not made up, I'd trust him mm-hmm. as a 13 year old. <laughs> have you ever broken a club before? I don't know how easy it is to yeah, break a club. Yeah, that's really I easy. Have actually. That's a good <laughs> to- topic. I, I have broke one club in anger. I explain. Oh, God. So I was playing in a Junior Telegraph tournament yeah. at, um, what's the golf course called? Uh, Brockett Hall. Okay. Which is down south. Really, I've played there. It's amazing. It's really pretty. Really, near Welling Garden City, right? Yes. Beautiful golf course, right? And I was playing in the Daily Telegraph as a junior golfer, playing representing my club. How right? old are we talking here? Nolan's 13. age. <laughs> yeah, Nolan's age. Probably was. I wasn't writing, you know, elegant letters like that. You were writing... Uh, no, you were a mystery man. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Rick was in the bunkers, right? Rick was here, 2K1. <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah, I was graffitiing the toilets and all sorts. No, 
But anyway, um, so part of my team, mm-hmm. you had to play well. And I think it, the best four from the six players counted. Right, I'm right. So I had a lot of pressure because I think I was one of the best players in the team. Right, so my score was definitely because I think we had two guys in the team that weren't going to do. They were the well. thirds to make yeah. up the numbers. Yeah. So my score definitely, definitely mattered, and I was having a nightmare, really bad round of golf, and I got round to like maybe the thirteenth or fourteenth, the par three, beautiful. I mean, the place is absolutely beautiful. I still put it down, even though I've not played it since I was thirteen or fourteen. I still see it as one of the best golf courses I've ever played in the UK. <laughs> even though my wow. memory, I know it's been a long time now. I might have been a bit older, actually. I might have been about 15. Anyway, par three, beautiful hole, par, you know, really picturesque. And I hit this horrendous iron shot. And I'm already a bit pissed off, right? I'm really annoyed myself. So I hit this terrible shot into the trees. I'm now like, my, my score's not going to count. I'm done. Took my seven iron. Oh, God. Right over my knee. In like, one, do it in one. one go. Nice. It was easier than I expected. Yeah. Like much easier. Like um, I put so much pressure down, and it snapped so easy. I, my arms almost went under me and smacked me back in the leg. Wow. Like I almost put too much too much power into it. I un- underestimated it. It's, it's actually very easy to snap a golf club. Um, felt embarrassed. Yeah. Felt ashamed. Felt deflated. Mm-hmm. And never did it again. No, but irons do work. Doesn't really matter. But Mizuno, sure. Oh, you know yeah. the ones we yeah, did no, in the... Yeah, the it, I still had those. Um, I just can't imagine snapping a club. I've seen a lot of clubs snapped really? in my time. Yeah, I have. Quite therapeutic. I've done it once. Yeah, what was your story? It was just a, as a junior. I had like this uh, three wood. I actually really liked it. It was getting a bit small. and hit this bad shot and kind of snapped it. And I think I kind of half tried to pretend that it was like, oh, it kind of happened. But I just like held it upward and then kicked it in the middle. It was good. My <laughs> favourite one that I've seen people do, sounds a bit like what you did, they put the club head on the ground, they hold the grip, and then they like bend it with the foot. Yeah. Like they almost like, that's what like I did. bend it with the foot. As in an accidental break. Not, yeah, I mean, it's very obvious. Oh. The only other thing I've done is I have broke the legs clean off a stand oh. bag. With a kick? No, club. Oh, like a hit? Yeah, so... so I've hit a shot, yeah. terrible. I've turned round with my club in my hand and swiped <laughs> my club on the plastic And the bag stands. fall down then, obviously. And the stands like, came off, basically. Wow. So anyway, we don't advocate you that type of <laughs> behaviour on the Rick Shields podcast. Wait, Mia. You'll, it'll come to you. Oh, God. There'll be a time where you want to snap a golf club. You've got to resist. I don't feel like people snap golf clubs as much now. They're too wrong. expensive to get fixed. That's true. I don't know how I ever got them fixed. Back in the day, it was a 20 quid chaff, just throw yeah, it in. Yeah, the pro any shop. old chaff. Now, now, now it's like... Well, these kids have now got pure chaffs and... Yeah, people are like polishing their clubs now. I know. Yeah. I you, bath you, mine. I know, you said that before. <laughs> that is quite weird. That's a so, weird one, that. Tell us about this. Yeah. We asked you, it's it, actually very good and I would recommend it. So you, you put your clubs in the bath. So you have a very small amount of water at the bottom of warm, your bath. Warm, cold or lukewarm? Like lukewarm, mm-hmm. enough that it doesn't go over the hosel um, <laughs> of your club and you can basically just put your irons in and, you know, let them do their thing for a bit. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, you can take your drivers, just clean them as you do. Mm-hmm. And then after your irons have soaked a little bit, you take them out, you clean them up. Good as new. Fantastic. I just feel like the bath is a bit excessive. I feel like you can do all that without the bath. In the sink, Music, candles. You know. It's just a <laughs> perfect. <laughs> if you look after your clubs, they look after you. That's what I've always said. How often do you clean them? I should clean them more, to be fair. I think I everyone do neglect say them. that. Yeah. Bar a tour player who has caddies to do it for. There's nothing better, though, than having like a golf day planned the next day. 
getting ready and cleaning. I really enjoy cleaning my clubs. I like cleaning my clubs, and this is weird for me. I don't like turning up to to the course on a big day, my clubs being too perfect. Oh, see, I love that. I like just having a bit of like use, uh, yeah, Spit just sawdust. Yeah, I think like, the too perfect. If I got the, just the just the right amount of golf balls in my bag and just the right amount, if everything's ready for me, I don't like it. It's like buying white trainers, isn't it? Yeah, I'm the, too well, organized. The other one, similar to trainers in a way, is a golf glove. I don't like a glove that's too perfect. If I get yeah. a glove out the box or the packet, or whatever, and put it on, it's like literally bright white and dead like. <laughs> Leathery. It's too tight. It's first. too light. It's too not like it. Let's say two rounds in. It's got yeah. a bit of wear. It's a bit more. It knows me. It's not just a generic glove. It knows <laughs> my hand. That's very very true. Um, shall we maybe run through one quick story and then we'll crack on with just chatting? Yeah. What's so the story? it was that one about the bargain. Oh it yeah. Was, it was really good actually. I thought I've got to read this one out. So again, um, this is off the back of a couple of weeks ago. The title gives it away. So I might not read the title, but well, I may as well. No, I won't. Um, it's from, um, wow, okay, so we think he might be well. It's pronounced like, all right, his name's, that's really good. His name's Howell, but at the end, but it's spelled H-Y-W-E-L. Hi. So at the Hi. end, he said, pronounce like towel with a H just in case, so that's perfect. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> so if you've got a, a Welsh name or a foreign name and I read it out incorrectly, that's a perfect way of doing it. Like Howell with a H, which is from Howell. Two weeks ago, there was a yard sale in my village with a load of people selling... Um, little store, well, from little stores outside the houses. I feel like it is from Wales, but this is a yard. That sounds American. Yeah, it does, it? Well, it? Maybe he's not. He's from Welsh descent. I don't know. Um, from a distance, I see a nice-looking Callaway tour bag. So I he- head over to make an offer. The guy's after a tenner for the bag, and all the rusty, horrid clubs in it. I'll make a cheeky two-pound offer. So he's obviously English or Welsh for the bag on its own, and I tell him he can keep the clubs. As he's unloading it. I see a Scotty Cameron Laguna what? in the back. Nice putter. Ask him how much he wants for it, and he's happy to throw it in the bag for two quid. <laughs> two weeks later, I've had it back from being refurbished, and it's beautiful. Cheers, guys. Keep up the good work. Just to we give need you to some, see a picture. Yeah, just to give you some perspective, that putter mm. in today's money is about £250. Wow. And what you can do two with pounds. Scotty Cameron, yeah. And he got the bag. Jeez. So what you can do with the Scotty Cameron, you can have refurbished. So, so putters, I would say putters, and you might find this as you as you progress more, are the clubs you swap maybe the least, or the ones mm. if you do swap them, you might keep mm. it anyway. Yeah. And just get a new putter. Like selling putters is quite, it's quite like, they're quite personal, Unless you need they? to sell it all, like you trade it in for a really good deal on another one, you should always try and keep them, because I've done it so much, you sell a putter, and then you look back in like a year or two years, because sometimes with the putter, if you've gone from like a bladed style, which is mm. similar-ish to what I think what you, you've got. Like yeah, a kind mine's of like half, a second-hand yeah. putter at the moment still. It's but nice then like you might swap to like something that's really big, chunky mallet and, and fall in love with that mallet. But then like two years like that down the line, you might miss the one. You go, oh, I wish I still had that little mm. putter. Yeah. So if you can, I think you should always keep a putter. But equally, if you've got something that's quite expensive and it's worth a lot to trade in, I clearly understand why people would do so. But I've sold so many putters I regret selling. Yeah, so definitely. collect putters is yes. the point of note. 100%. Because <laughs> sometimes as well, weirdly, you can find a weird bargain. And you know, maybe not with that Odyssey that you've got, but if you find like a Ping or, or a mm. Scotty Cameron, like weirdly, they can really hold the value unbelievably well. And sometimes like they'll sell for even mm. more Scotty's in the future. Say, where are you guys shopping? Because I need to go there. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, again, it probably, uh, we made this point a couple of weeks ago. Like I made a lot of my deals when I was a junior mm. golfer. And sometimes I'd be like swapping a Mars bar for like a Scotty Cameron putter. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like what? daft things like people would do as a kid <laughs> after I snapped a cl- another club. But um 
what's been interesting for me spending time with you today is how much golf knowledge you seem to have already. Like, you seem like you're very well, your golf IQ, as I like to call it, is pretty good. Would you say yeah. would you say you've done a lot of work on that? The only, only one thing today that you've rectified now, in oh, fairness to you, oh, is the golf clubs. It's not playing footsie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like stretching out like this, and I keep going forward, I need to go like this way. It's wearing socks um, and flip-flops as well. <laughs> I am wearing socks and flip-flops. Um, is the way you had your clubs in the bag, the order. But you've rectified that now. I have rectified it. And I'm going to do a video on it because I think so. I actually Googled it, you know. Then I met someone else and they told me I had it the wrong way around. And I should have trusted my instinct. So then I switched it and Rick told me I was wrong again. Yeah. So (laughs) when your clubs are in the cart bag, have your woods. Or any bag. Yeah, any bag. Have your woods at the top and it goes down into your irons and into your wedges. You can have your putter at the top as well. So it's easy to get to. There's certain things in golf that just do what you want to do. So if you want to put with the glove on, not for me but do that if you want to wear whatever you want to wear do that if you if you if you want to use head covers iron head covers to some degree I understand mine, by spent. the way mine have arrived right, that's a picture oh, for some, maybe today's <laughs> podcast we'll put it out yeah if you want to we do talk about iron head covers but equally if you spend a grand on irons a thousand pounds and you want to keep them nice that's your thing there's two things you're not allowed to do in my eyes and you should get kicked off the golf course instantly <laughs> and not get a refund first one is like what we said having your clubs the wrong way around let me so, think of the second one, though, while you're Something you, you've that. done before, not, but I kind of give it away. So, yeah, driver should be at the top, obviously kind of going down to wedges at the bottom. The second thing is an absolute sin. And something I've done. You've done it, but you kind of have, you'll know when I say it, you'll know what I mean, but you've not at the same time. It's hard to explain. You ready? Wait, I'm trying to think. And you think it's a straight off kicking off the I'll golf you, course? I'm looking at something that'll hopefully give you a clue over there. No. No. When people have a carry bag and the straps are that long that the golf bag is dangling down like near their ankles almost. <laughs> and Rick did it with an old backpack he used to have for work, didn't you, remember? I did. I used to have a backpack and the straps were way too It was like loose. they went out to his knees. But when people do it with a golf bag, it absolutely looks horrendous. It does. It looks so, it's so <laughs> bad. You don't carry the trolley. Yeah, I've only started recently trolleying. but um, You had a bag, did you? Did yeah. it have one strap or two? It has two straps. Yeah. So when you put on two and the, and it's too loose mm. and the bag sits below your bottom. Like it that's when looks. it's worst. How do you even carry that thing? Well, the last thing you see it banging Dead legs. Oh, it's <laughs> it should sit above your waistline. I like it as high as possible, yeah. mate. So it's almost borderline too high. I don't know why. I just think it looks terrible when it's dangling down. Yeah, it does look really <laughs> weird. Um, <laughs> feel better now for getting off my chest. Yeah. Uh, what else of words of wisdom could we give you? Have you got any questions for us? In terms of outplaying, hmm, put me on the spot here. I'm trying to think. What about, um, what's your, isn't there's one for you? What's your goals and ambitions mm, with golf? Goals and ambitions with golf. Well, simple first one. I want to be able to go into a store and be able to buy golf shoes. <laughs> um, Do you think that's possible? Definitely. It's just taking its time at the moment. Um, but definitely want to help work with... Would you ever, you ever bring your own line out? Oh, yeah, that'd be good. I would like the to Mia, do... The Mia Baker line sounds good, mm. doesn't it? Yeah, maybe. MB, MBG. What's the MB... Has that... I don't want to put golf on there. I don't right. want to... Because people sometimes think, oh, I don't want to buy it because it's golf. I just yeah. want people to buy it. What about, and then, what about MB, MBC? What's the C? Collection. Oh, gosh, she's good. <laughs> the Mia Baker Collection. <laughs> Yeah, or I'd like to do like little exclu- exclusive capsules with brands or something for the younger people, the younger women. 
Designed by Mia. Designed by Mia. You want you your know name what? on it? I would have it, not just for women. We have like a men and women's one. I want to be inclusive. Like a cool Why don't you edgy have, men. Yeah, cool have edgy 13 women's. items. It could be called a baker's dozen. Good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Thank yeah, you. I actually quite baker's like that. Dozen. Mm. And you could you could like play on words like every time a new collection's coming out, what's Baker putting in the oven? Oh no. What's nice. gonna be hot for next season? And then you can have a picture on one of them, you have a picture of like um a bap or a roll and you could call it just roll it in. <laughs> Do you know what's hilarious? Brilliant. You're not even the first person to make that joke. Like oh. what's in the oven? <laughs> oh, oh, well, that was good. <laughs> it was good though. But you need to be a bit more. I'm really thinking innovative. now of things about like pies or pasties that could turn into <laughs> <laughs> smoked brilliant i love my name taught you, a new, taught you a new word this week oh yeah i've been learning today. so much smoked what was the other one uh mint no there was um smoked That's smashed it oh, boxed yeah. it boxed, oh, boxed, boxed it. it make sure you go and box it <laughs> when you hold the put um and then so you want to be you want to improve the apparel collection yes that is on offer for ladies golfers in the uk because it's a barrier and i think it prevents the world yeah exactly um, what do you think is the biggest barrier now in the ladies collection not enough not enough styles because again would sizing play a big part in all this as well massively i mean i'm not particularly large but i've never been an extra small and i have to wear extra small for all of golf um so people who are smaller than me i have no idea how they do it Mm. they have to literally buy tennis stuff or look out into other sports the only time I can relate to this is when I was a junior golfer. Yes. And I, I couldn't buy anything for junior golf. Like buying clothes for ju- as a junior golfer, mm. growing up from 11 to 16, it was impossible. I used to have to wear school pants. Yeah, I did. I did. And I used to have uh, Nike probably just about made. Nike oh. and Adidas were just about making apparel. Well, in, just. That, in that era, I remember actually going to America when I was eight years old. So what are you, four years older than me? You'd be about yeah. 12. So similarish era, actually. And I went to Edwin Watts in America, which is a massive golf retailer, and got a glove, a Footjoy Junior glove, which in the UK at the time you could not get. No, so I remember walking back in on my first half holidays, just got to the golf club with this glove on, and I was an absolute bowler. Walking into the clubhouse to get my pint of cordial at, with like 50p in my pocket. Yeah, I'll just have a cordial when you're ready, love, and just pull out my glove and like grab the, like the drink. I thought oh, I was absolutely class because I had a golf glove. Yeah. But now... Luckily, fortunately, if you want junior wants a golf glove, yeah. there's loads. Well, I nearly bought Ivy and Pearl on this weekend when I took them to the drive range. Mm-hmm. Like they have them in the shop readily. It's like it's not hard to get hold of them now. Yeah. I didn't buy them because I didn't think there'd be any point just yet, but they are available. Yeah. Do you know what I find really interesting though? Because if you're out in America, they all think, "Oh, but it's just there's so much stuff for women in the stores." Until you come to England and you realise we're so behind. Have you had an opportunity? Probably not since you started playing golf to go out in the States and see what they have to offer. No, no. COVID has not yeah, really course. been my best friend. <laughs> well, they, they used to be when the, at the PJ Golf Show each mm. year, it's normally in January. I am over, uh, you know, I don't even know the right word. I'm so surprised by how many clothing companies I'd never heard of. Yeah. Like literally, I, yeah. I know four or five that you'd see in every pro shop in the UK. You go out there, there's so many different clothes. And, and they look good. Uh, different and um <laughs> some women's obviously women's just women only brands as yeah. well like lots of them that i'd never ever heard of the only thing is though playing devil's advocate i right. know that you don't like this but i'll be honest no, no, go for it if you own i know let's be honest though most golf retailers certainly pro shops as good mm. as they are they're not always most forward-thinking businesses 
And there's a bit of a kind of a, of a myth that golf retails like five years behind the high street, which is probably about right. If you went to a top shop or a Zara, or not Zara's actually not the best actually to say, but top shop or even Marks and Spencers, typically they're very well merchandised in terms of the product they've got in the SKUs, the colours, the way it's laid out, the product presentation. It makes you want to buy stuff, doesn't mm. it? Nike is the absolute yeah, epitome yeah, yeah. of that. Going to a lot of golf shops, it's just all shoved in a corner and there's a bargain bucket in the corner or whatever. But at the same time, all those golf pros, golf retailers want to make money shortly. They're in business. So, for example, if they knew that the members wanted something, they'll have it in stock. So you'd never really go to a pro shop without them selling Pro V1s because golfers, whether it be people that are visiting or whatever, want Pro V1s. So if there was a demand for women's clothing, would they not have it in stock because it could make them money? Is it the fact they don't have that much demand from women? And if that is the case, why is that? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. If you were to put five really horrible looking tops into a pro shop, mm-hmm. you wouldn't buy them. Yeah, true. Like if it's if it's not nice, if it's not something you would wear, even if it was on sale, you just wouldn't buy it. It's a waste of money. You'd go, I don't know, like I said, looking at the sports, looking at the... Um, types of things yeah there aren't many women probably who go in as much but there are still women who would want to buy i think start with the you know basics a plain white top which mm-hmm. is like a nice style it doesn't go out of style it doesn't go out of fashion people will come back and just see you know whether it works if you i don't know i just feel like whenever i go in there's just nothing i really want to buy nothing jumps out of yeah. me and there's nothing really to choose from you know and i don't blame them for not wanting to have women stuff but you know you need to start I, what I say you? is are the buyers men or are the buyers women and they're always pretty much men you mean from the companies from the companies who are buying the stock in and because they're men they're just choosing stuff that they think women like well they'll often get guided by the brands well but also when I again so I get chipped for this and when I used to work at Nike but a lot of my experiences in golf are from when I did the actual um, sales reps that mm. worked for Nike looked after different regions what they would used to do and this is I thought was a good idea they would go to see the pro with all the ladies' stock. Now, obviously, a, a middle-aged bloke who works for Nike and a middle-aged pro aren't going to be that great. But what they would sometimes do is host an evening for the ladies and all do, like, catwalks. And mm, they'd let the yeah. ladies say, right, well, we all love that kind of short or that skirt or that pullover, that jacket. They'd go, okay, we're going to order some of those in, order some of those in. I don't know if it, I'm sure it resulted in sell through. Yeah, they used to do it in there, now you yeah. mentioned it, I remember. Mm. Like, fashion show nights. Because ultimately, if the pro just picked a load of clothing, he might pick absolute garbage, yeah. at least letting the ladies choose. But then another question for you is, I don't know if you know the answer to this, you may or you may not. Most golf clubs have certainly decent ladies sections. The golf clubs I've been part of have had mm. fairly thriving. So it's typically an older demographic, but there's certainly ladies there. But all the pro shops I've been a member of at the club have had poor ladies apparel. So where are those ladies shopping for their golf clothes? Is it just M&S and they're just making clothes become golf clothes? or Online. Online. On, well, yeah. women shop a lot online in general. Mm. Um, they will buy, I don't know, way more than they need and then they'll send it and return it. Whereas the guy's more likely, I think, to go into store, yeah. pick a top that they fancy and then you know walk away. I think the really important thing is, is understanding who you're trying to market towards. If you're looking to market towards those older women, then yeah, the style that you're going to choose is different. But if you want to get more of those like not yet golfers that I talk about, more people who are more like my age, you do need to bring in different stuff, even if it's one or two things. Or go online. What do what do your like girlfriends who don't play golf think of you playing golf and think of golf? Do they think it's cool or uncool or not really sad or they supportive? Um, I think initially they they didn't really. They're like, oh, interesting that she's randomly got into golf. Even I'm like. 
that's very random that I've got into golf. But now they're saying, oh, Mia, when are you next going to the range? I'd love to come with you. Really? That's cool. Yeah, it's super good. So I was actually planning on running an event with um, a couple of pros at Greenwich Peninsula in yeah. London just for women. Um, and there was like 40 people that signed up. This is when my Instagram was really, really small. And it's basically um, free coaching and just an opportunity for lots of people who have never played to just have a go and have that invite. Unfortunately, COVID's meant it got to be cancelled when it's more postponed. But things like that is what's really interesting. Like we were going to have brands who were going to come and showcase some of their like cool items of clothing. Like in my mind, I see, you know, golf clothing being in places like Topshop, you know, who have those like mini capsule brands and people start wearing golf. And then they're like, oh, I actually have a golf top already. Maybe I can go to the range, you know? It's, it's kind of like a backwards well, thing. Well, it's like if you look at a lot of lifestyle fashion or certainly athleisure, it's actually come from running or it's come from football or it's come from tennis. Mm-hmm. Like so many of the most popular shoes, Dan Smith's, are actually a tennis shoe. So many shoes like the, the Air Max that you're wearing are actually a running shoe initially. So it is quite strange when you think about that not a single piece of golf fashion has transcended into lifestyle really, has it? Yet. Baseball cap. Well, yeah, I mean, it could do. That would be great. Baseball caps have, but they are actually yeah. baseball caps. Maybe visors. Yeah, but it'd be cool if, like, there was something in golf. But then at the same time, what is what is there in golf? Like, we were trousers. Like, quarter zips, I yeah. think, are very golf. Yeah. Um, but also, you have to think, you know, for instance, the yoga pant, Lululemon was mm-hmm. absolutely all over the yoga pant. People started wearing yoga pants. Then they started doing yoga. Yeah. I think it's going to kind of work backwards as well. It's a bit like CrossFit. A lot of the CrossFit fashion now has, has kind of rolled up with just a normal gym. So like Nike make the Metcon shoe, Reebok make the Nano. Everybody wears like lo- quite mm. long socks that high up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you look at that in the gym now, even people, and I don't ever do CrossFit, but I kind of dress a bit like that in the gym. But it's given me more of an interest in CrossFit weirdly because I wear CrossFit shoes. So, you know, hopefully golf can do that. Yeah. But the <laughs> but last thing then, even with the last thing, I'm getting carried away here. But all Nike shoes that have come out that have been really cool, and other brands, but Nike in particular, aren't golf shoes. So the Air Max aren't a golf shoe. There's uh, Air Zoom, uh, Air 270s that you've got, and I think Rico had on before. So they need to make a golf shoe that's cool, that's like a trainer, that is just purely a golf shoe that maybe could transfer into the, the wider world. Mm, I point. think that'd be cool. Yeah. Why it, not? Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to rack my... Currently sat here right now, I'm trying to rack my brains about, you know... I, I can kind of get it from almost every single angle. Mm, yeah. I can get it from your angle. I can get it from the pro shop's angle. I can get it from the retail's angle. I can get it from the, the lady golfer's angle. I mean, is there, I'm sure you've probably thought, but like, is there just an actual retail online? Like, what's stopping people still just buying it from online? Is it just that extra one level that they've got to buy it online? Or do you need to try it on? Do you need to know the sizing? Because again, you're saying the lady's clothing is different sizes to, mm. to retail. It's the sizing and it's the designs. I don't, I know everyone always says pink it and shrink it, but it's so true. If <laughs> I've never you, heard that saying. Honestly, if I were to ask any of your listeners or you guys to go online and have a look at what's available for women on store, you'll be quite surprised because mm. you think, oh, there must be tons. It's the well, that's it. I've never done it. I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah, exactly. You go on any website, you look at men's golf, there's so much to choose from. Go on women's, it's like a page and that's it. And then you're asking, why are more people not playing this game? Because it's still really exclusive. Yeah. This has been quite a, I know. a deep, like, serious podcast, which is, is good. It's just I not yeah, I took the tone down. No. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, it's been do good you, to speak about um, serious stuff. Obviously, you've got a proper job. Yeah, I have a proper job. Like a proper, proper job. <laughs> yeah. 
I, uh, I work in genetic testing. That's so. sort of like crazy. <laughs> you sat in a, you know, at the Marriott doing a golf podcast. Like, do you ever see, and I don't know if you can say it because of work commitments, like, do you ever see a working position in golf kind of come to fruition for you? Or is that too far in the, in the future or... Do you not want to say? No, just no, in no. Case? Um, I think, honestly, it would just depend on what opportunities come. If it's mm. the right one that actually does make an impact, does make a difference, then yeah, for sure. Would you ever see yourself moving into like presenting content? Um, we could try it. I mean, I don't know if I'm any good yet. But I think you could be a presenter yeah. from really? what I've seen. But I'd want to do it more relaxed and chilled. And well, it is getting that way though, isn't it? Yeah. Like I don't want to be, hi, this is Mia Baker. No. You, <laughs> have you seen um, Henny? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, Henny yeah. Zool. Or Henny, I don't know what her name is. Oh, well. She got married recently again. Yeah, she uh, she used to do lots of stuff for Sky. Mm. She's now over in America. And she's basically just interviews Tiger Woods. Like that's yeah. all the person she interviews, and she's so cool. Like yeah. she's really. Oh, you you re- played golf though with yeah, me. Really she's like her. Like she's very similar to you. She is. She got very similar. She probably just like from nowhere near where you are. She sounds quite similar. Yeah, sounds quite like. similar. You know, I, I would imagine you get on really well. She's in her twenties. You know, she's a good golfer. Really yeah. good golfer. She was a pro. Wasn't she, she was yeah. a pro. Um, but like, and, and, you know, I think that side of it, and again, I'm not planning out your future, but I think you'd be really good at that. Have you had much interaction with female tour pros, like a Charlie Hull or... Well, I like, spoke to Danielle Kang recently. Oh yeah, that's cool. So... Really cool. Like, what do they, do they not live in the world where they don't, they don't have to struggle for apparel, right? Because they get everything sent to them. Yeah. And I still think they don't necessarily love all the apparel that they have to wear. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Daniel loves Adidas <laughs> without a doubt. You have to get that in there. <laughs> um, but, like, I look at some of their stuff, they have to wear it because it's part of the sponsorship. They need it so that they can play golf. Um, but even the amount of followers that the women get versus the amount of followers that men get is so different. And it just, I just think the women's golf is actually one of the sports where women's is actually just as exciting and just as interesting. It's not televised, though. You can't watch it like you can watch men's golf. How are we meant to engage and get more interested in it if it's just not there and available? True. A lot mm. of these things I don't I don't always know the answer to. I think the, the I always use this analogy of the chicken and the egg. I know it's stupid, but so much of it is because going back to, uh, basically everything's a business really, isn't it, ultimately? Mm-hmm. So whether it be American golf or a pro shop, every metre of their wall, a slat wall or whatever, has to be making money to justify being in that shop. So... When you think of an American golf store, if it's a small store or a large store, everything has to be justified being there. If it doesn't sell, mm-hmm. it's, it's a waste of time being in the shop. So that's why, obviously, retailers need to make sure that if you have ladies' apparel, ladies' shoes, whatever, it's going to sell. And equally, again, without justifying it for Sky, but they have to ensure that the, pro- the, the programs they produce and put onto their television network get the viewers. Because if they don't get the viewers, the ad revenue is worse, they don't make as much money, and they're a business. Mm. But ultimately, you can't get people interested in golf to go and buy apparel and footwear or to watch ladies golf when they don't know it's there. So it's how do you, how, and that's something that's a bigger picture for golf. How do you get people into ladies golf, to women's golf, into wanting to go and buy stuff from a shop? Because that's what, that, just, but that's one of my things is the fact that at the end of the day, a brand like Nike or Adidas fundamentally don't really care if you play golf. They just want you to buy their clothing. Yeah. So if it's cool enough, people who aren't playing golf will be buying golf clothing. Yeah, yeah. And then that suits their needs. Then you've got Sky. They want people to be watching and engaging. So you could have people wearing cool clothing, which is golf clothing. The brands are happy. And then, you know, golf is traditionally seen as a bit serious. 
people aren't super interesting take them behind the scenes do some really cool chats with them loosen them up relax them showcase the fact that golfers aren't boring they actually have a personality they actually are people you can make it so much more interesting yeah. and then people will start watching it like the same as you watch like you know the celeb chat shows you can have a golf chat show yeah. and you can bring golf golfers like the anti josh anthony joshua's the niall horans you know Bring them in, chat to them. They're normal, you know. It's cool. You know what would be sick, I reckon? Actually, what I probably would, well, I would watch. Obviously, you have the Ryder Cup and you have the Solheim Cup, which are kind of essentially the same thing, really, aren't they, but for different genders. Mm. If there was actually another one that was mixed. What do you call it? The the Guy Cup. Yeah. (laughs) Rick Shields Media Golf Trophy. But what I'm thinking is, because you still have, let's say it's America, Mm. you'd still have your Tiger, you'd have a Daniel Kang, whatever, let's just, you know, and same for Europe, you'd have your Charlie Hull. You'd have your Tommy Fleetwood. That would be cool. You'd still, so you'd still be, be supporting really cool. the the region that you're from, or whatever. And the fact that it's it, what, but what I'm also trying to get out as well is, and it, this is hopefully trying to be in, in a positive way for women's sport. But a putt to win it would almost be irrelevant whether it was Charlie Hull or it's Tommy Fleetwood. That putt yeah. is for Europe to win. So I think you need to almost bal- that would balance out yeah, the that. genders if you get what I mean. There it would be, a, and so you just support. A, I would love that. So I there think you that go. In an hour awesome. and five minutes, we've fixed the world golf. For <laughs> Yeah, so just employ us to just sit there, us three, <laughs> shouting the odds, we'll fix everything. <laughs> Sorted. Thank you very much for your time. No, thank you so much for having me. It's that been a was pleasure. really good. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, like I say, I'm excited to see how you, you not only your golf kind of journey goes, but also potentially this this career side of things go as well in golf. I think there's lots of opportunities for you. Uh, you were amazing on video today, and like I say, if uh, if you do want to follow me, uh, find out more of a check her out on her Instagram. You got a YouTube page as well, right? I have a YouTube page that doesn't have too much on it yet but once once i work less maybe i'll be able to put more on it there we go um thanks so much have a great birthday week guy thank you as i said it was my birthday yesterday listen to this so hopefully it went really well it was good go on instagram him guys thanks for listening episode 41 of the rick shields podcast uh very in-depth but super serious and super fun at the same time thanks for listening everyone see you all soon and that was another episode of the podcast done not my twirl yet are you gonna share it (laughs) no Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 